Goose eggs, baby. Goose eggs. It's a celebration. Celebrate the Browns. Come on. Let's celebrate. Celebrate shutouts. Come on. Let's celebrate. Browns. Five and three at the pseudo midpoint. I don't know. That's weird now. 17 games. We don't really have a technical midway point of the season. Eight games plus a bye week. So, yeah, Come we're there. Twenty-seven nothing. The Browns win their Week Nine matchup versus the hapless. Are they the worst? The Arizona Cardinals. Are they the worst team in the NFL? I tend to think they are. Yeah, but hey, they're terrible. I don't care. I don't care who you play. A shutout is a shutout, and we're celebrating a shutout, folks. The Browns' defense, after a couple-week hiccup are back to dominating their opposition with, and we'll get into this, my opinion, the division title is on the line next week, in my opinion. But we'll get into that. We're going to talk about the Browns and the Cardinals, 27-0 down on the lakefront. And as always, I am Dan, and I'm here with Steven. Steven, we celebrating? It's Sunday night, and we're having a celebration. The Browns crushed the Cardinals today in every phase of the game. Then the Cardinals got two first downs on the first drive. They didn't like they had like ten yards, like what, the whole most of the rest of the game they had until the seven, final drive. They had seventeen yards passing in the game. I mean they made offensive ineptitude like this was ineptitude on roids today, folks. I mean, I maybe this was to be expected because Arizona's not very good to begin with and they just traded their quarterback. At the trade deadline? Yep. So this was always had the makings of a train wreck. But the people I talked to today, I was driving the lift car actually this morning. Ah. And uh, the people that I was talking to was like, yeah, this looks like a, a lock for the Browns. But how many times have we said that and the Browns have come out and just not yeah. performed? Yeah. You know, people were wondering, 100%. what was the other shoe that was potentially going to drop today? There was no other shoe to drop. The Browns just absolutely hammered the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, I had the I had the Browns win probability today at ninety nine point eight percent, but like I didn't think I didn't think there was any chance in hell they were actually going to lose today. I thought maybe it could have been one of those, uh, you know, especially with Deshaun coming back after missing essentially missing the last six weeks. I mean, I know he played the first series against the Colts, but I'm not counting that. Um. It could have been one of those things where it was really, really ugly and really, you know, the 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 word of the season apparently uh, rust filled performance. Um, 
and I guess we did have a little bit of that in the first quarter. He, 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 you could tell he hadn't played football in six weeks in the first quarter. Uh, but as we'll get into it more, I thought uh, from the second quarter on, I thought Deshaun looked very comfortable. I thought he looked really good. This is why I thought it was so important for him to play this week rather than rest again and come back cold against the Ravens next week in Baltimore. Oh, absolutely. He ha- you it- definitely want him to get a get-right yes. game today, and that's exactly what you did. And this yeah. game played out almost exactly like you said, exactly how I figured it was going to be. Uh, I mean, I look at this from the pigskin pick perspective here. The Browns were favored by 12-and-a-half. At first, I was like, yeah, that's a big line. I'm not expecting the offense to really just fire right off the get-go. Yeah. But then I asked myself, how are the Cardinals going to score today? Yeah. On the Browns' defense. Yeah. And I figured that best they would probably get a couple field goals. Maybe they get to the end zone once. Maybe. But yeah. I was thinking, okay, the Browns would probably score about 20, 25 points today, and that would probably be enough to cover the spread. They did a little better than I thought. It took them a little while to get going. You know, Amari Cooper had a 59-yard catch on the second drive, I think. Yeah, you know, great throw. Got them to, got them going a little bit, and then he had a cut, touchdown on the third drive. Yeah. So... You know, and then a couple of field goals beyond that. It was thirteen nothing at halftime. And you never really felt like the Browns were in any danger today. Yeah. Like and how often can you say that? Right. Like Yeah. Where it was just no drama. There was almost no talk on the group text today. We were just all just kind of shooting the breeze. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Browns one you know, they were up thirteen nothing at halftime and it was just like I I didn't see any way that Arizona was gonna score two touchdowns. <laughs> Especially in the second half. Easy. Yeah. Take it easy. Yeah, exactly. But uh Hey, we won the turnover battle for the first time this season. This is true. How about that? Thank you, Miles. Thank you, Denzel. Yeah, right. Yeah. Paul Keels calling a uh interception for Denzel Ward for the Browns today. Yeah. His, he was calling the Browns game today. You know, it's I had to convince myself I wasn't listening to Ohio State hearing his voice. Yeah, I didn't get to listen to any of the uh, uh, any of the radio broadcast because uh, we were obviously watching on TV. But uh, but yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I I do think Paul Keels is a is a Bengals fan. He actually used to be the Bengals radio announcer, I think, back in the day. Uh, but you know, whatever. Um, they're just they're just keeping the seat warm until hopefully uh, the goat Jim Donovan comes back soon. Right. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, there isn't really too much to talk about in this game. Obviously, we, we need to talk a little bit about the fact that Deshaun's back. And uh, what was interesting, I think, about the game today was I actually thought Deshaun threw the ball much better deep than he did short. There's a case to be made for that. Which cause... is interesting because, you know, you talk about how uh, the reason why he hasn't been able to play isn't necessarily because of a pain aspect. It's because he can't drive the ball. And especially in the first quarter when obviously he was uh, displaying uh, some forms of <clears throat> rust, uh, you could tell that I almost would I almost would compare it to a Donovan McNabb. You know, we grew up with uh, watching Donovan McNabb play the game of quarterback. How many times did Donovan McNabb uh, throw the ball at guys' ankles? Oh, plenty of times. <laughs> and if you watch Deshaun today, you could tell on some of his throws, especially the short and intermediary throws, as soon as the ball left his hand, the nose of the ball was almost always pointing down. 
Mm. He was throwing it in a trajectory, like throwing it down. And there was several times where guys had to like go to the ground to try and catch balls or they were out in front of them and low and, and stuff like that. And that's, that's kind of something he uh, kind of worked through in the beginning of the game. But I, I tell you what, I, I thought he actually played a pretty good game. Uh, I believe his he had about a 66% completion percentage. He was 19 of 30 for 219 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's, that's the see, biggest thing I want to get to. And, and that's a great score. Like So 107.5 passer rating today, QBR for, you know, I don't know what the difference between the QBR and the passer rating is. The QBR only had him at 41.5. In what yeah. world is over 200 yards, 66% completion percentage, and two scores and no picks a f- 41.5 that just makes no sense i don't know <laughs> i don't know um but you you mentioned something interesting in there and it and it illustrates an overall point something that we've been stressing on every single post game show this season for the first time all year the browns did not turn the ball over makes, makes not it only a lot that you're on yourself doesn't it not only that the browns created three turnovers on defense we won a turnover battle doesn't that feel good? And what happened? We had a we got a twenty seven point shutout win. Yeah. And again, I don't care who you play. You go three zero in the turnover battle. You're going. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter who we played today. We went three zero in the turnover battle. We were not losing against anybody today. Here's something I want to hit you with. Yeah. In games in which Deshaun Watson has started at home. Yep. Every game has been virtually the same. 24 to 3 over Cincinnati. Okay. 27 3 over Tennessee. Yep. 27 nothing over Arizona. Yeah. The Browns are virtually unstoppable when Deshaun Watson is in the starting lineup. And, they're and I think if home. you go back to last year, uh, we had a similar score line against Baltimore at home with Deshaun. Yes. Uh, it's like 24 to 6. Yeah. If I recall. So, yeah. If the Browns, listen, with the defense, if the Browns just don't turn the ball over. You're not going to have to score very many points to win a football game. No. Which, you know, if we're, I know we're not transitioning to next week yet, but, you know, there's a big differential between how the defense is playing home versus away. 100%. It's, it's becoming a little bit troubling. But, hey, today, no problem. And yeah. it just goes to show you, you know, and even. Well, again, I, I, I listen, I, turnovers are more magnified on the road. It's a lot harder to play defense when your offense is turning the ball over on the road, and especially when they're setting up the opposing team inside your territory, inside yes. the red zone of your territory, yes. which we have seen countless times this yes. season. Yes, a hundred percent. And the Browns did not turn the ball. Listen, like you said, we're gonna we're gonna transition into you know what we think about next week. But uh, if the Browns don't turn the ball over next week, they're gonna win. I think. You can make that case. I mean, you, you, you look definitely at, make that case. You look at the last time when we played uh, against Baltimore last year in Baltimore. We we turned the ball over four times and still almost won the game. Yeah. If we do not turn the ball over against Baltimore, we're going to win next week. Yeah, because it would certainly make it a lot harder for them to score. Yes. I'm not convinced that. And they're not Our offense is really going to beat teams on their own, but and they're but not yeah. a high powered. They're not a high powered offense anyway. They've been better this year. Their game scores recently worry me on that front, but I haven't seen them play very much, so I can't say. 
there's, there's one thing that you know I thought was actually kind of comical was on the Browns. I don't know if it was their second or their third drive of the game. No, it was their third drive of the game because it ended in a touchdown. Yep. The Browns ran the ball ten straight times mm-hmm. on that drive. Yep. On the eleventh play, they passed, and it ended up being that deflected ball that Cooper caught in the end zone for a touchdown. <laughs> you yeah. talk about uh, you talk about a makeup call by the football gods from last week throwing the interception, and then this week the ball getting tipped up in the air into the end zone for a touchdown. I mean, that's hilarious. I'll be honest. I was really hoping that the Browns would just run it every play on that drive and find a way to get to the end zone. Yeah, that that would have been highly comical. As it was, uh, this does give me a little bit of pause. The Browns, here's here, this is sweet and sour. Okay. The sweet part is the Browns ran the Chinese ball. Chinese food, I like it. The Browns ran the ball 40 times today. Yep. I don't remember the last time they ever ran the ball 40 times in a game. Didn't they like, do it a couple weeks ago? They did. Uh, well, in, I against they Indianapolis, did, maybe? I thought they did it a couple weeks ago. I could be wrong. That would but kind yeah. of make sense because there was a high-scoring game. There were a lot of plays, and P.J. Walker was starting, so they probably don't want to pass it very much. But 40 times is a lot of times. Now, yeah. the sour part is they only had 113 yards. So they were averaging less than three yards a carry. That's not very good. Uh, so, all right, let's see. Against the Colts, we ran it 33 times. What about the 49ers? Uh, not there. 33 times is still a bunch. I bet they've ran it more than they've passed. But how about that? The Browns ran 70 offensive plays. Two we, we, We've now run the ball 40 times two weeks in a row. We did it last week against Seattle. Really? Against Seattle, we ran the ball 40 times. Yeah. Honest to God. We, so we must have had a ton of offensive plays last week, too. So that means that the Browns... So the Browns possessed the ball for 36 minutes, 25 seconds in this last game. Last week, we ran 72 offensive plays. Yeah, we ran 70 this week. So that's two weeks in a row where the Browns have owned the time of possession battle. Yeah. yeah. And that, more than more often than not, is a teller of who wins the game or not. It's not... Out completely outright, but it's it's definitely one thing that goes in your favor as well. Um, so again, 326 total yards for the Browns today to just 58 for the Cardinals. Yeah. In totality, the Browns are only giving up 17.4 points per game. Yeah. Through eight games. I wonder what it is if you take out that Colts game. Oh, if you take away the Colts game, they're probably around like 12, 13 points. A game. Yeah, it it's pretty outsized because <laughs> they gave up 38 in that game. Yeah. So only two other games where they over 20 against Pittsburgh in week two and then against Seattle last week. Yeah. Another thing I'd like – well, go ahead. As I said before, what's the common denominator in those three games? All three of those games were on the road. Yeah. And that's what gives me a lot of pause going into next week because we got to play at Baltimore. That's why the schedule makers did us a bit of a disservice having that first Baltimore game be at home. If that game was away, it would have been like, well, no harm, no foul. We probably will have lost that game anyway. But now the onus is on us to go to the giant crab cake and find a way to beat them at a time where the Ravens are absolutely just like tearing teams apart. Right yeah, now. I mean, like, unlike I've ever seen them, basically. The, 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 the most frustrating thing about, about this is it counts, obviously, but it's almost like for us that Baltimore game is like a throwaway game because. That was the start of the whole Deshaun saga. And then, you know, not knowing who your quarterback was going to be an hour and a half before the game. I mean, they had no chance of winning that game. No, none. None. Mm-mm. So I don't even I don't know what you could like glean from that. I, I know Baltimore fans are going to be like, oh, we kicked your ass uh, uh, a couple weeks ago in your own building. Uh, OK, well, keep that energy uh, next Sunday. 
because I don't know if the Browns are going to win, but I think the Browns are going to play with a desperation on Sunday. And I think that, again, if they play a clean game, they are going to win that football game. And in my opinion, I know we're still only halfway through the season, but the way that the rest of the Browns' schedule sets up, maybe Week 18 will ultimately decide things. I think this game against Baltimore is going to decide the division. Because I'll tell you what, Cincinnati sure as hell is going to be rooting for us next week. So will Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah, but I, I, that 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 freaking team they they are literally Twinkies and cockroaches. They just won't die. It sucks we have to keep them in the conversation, but we have to <sighs> well, given their record. We'll see what happens. <laughs> ne- we'll see what happens a week from Sunday. I mean, and it's not just us. All of the national people too. Just they say the same thing about the Steelers. How in the world are they five and three? Yes. They're not even good. Well, they are on defense, but offensively they're just terrible. They're a negative thirty in point differential <laughs> through eight games, and yet they've won five. How? Got absolutely crushed in two of their games, and then winning a whole bunch of close games on the other that side. That freaking. That freaking. Uh, we say it every week. Week two, the last two seasons, are going to hang over our head for the entire year. Do you imagine if we had just won that game in Pittsburgh? It'd be six and two right now. You'd yes. be a half game behind Baltimore. Six and two, two and one in the division. Yeah, I mean, you'd be in a dominating position at least as far then as I, going to the playoffs. Then I'd concerned. really say that ne- that this coming Sunday was was going to be for the division title. Would affect. I mean, it, it's hard to say that like this early in the season, but it really does have that kind of feel to it. At least as far as because I for listen. Me, I am assuming that if the Browns go into Baltimore, they are going to spank Pittsburgh at home the, the next week. That's what I'm assuming. That's what you'd think? Yeah. Because the odds are much lower on paper that they're going to win at Baltimore as opposed to home against Pittsburgh, but I don't I, know. Listen, you throw but, out all the odds with Pittsburgh. Like they, They're just... Uh, who do they play? Uh, Green Bay. Oh, at home too, right? Yes. Oh, my God. Pittsburgh's probably going to win. Please, Green Bay, I beg you. Jordan Love, I, I, I mean, one though, time. One time. Please. Please. Tennessee couldn't freaking do it. <sighs> I, I, I hate the Steelers so much. I think so we'd much. be talking so much about Pittsburgh here, but yeah, they're like the wet napkin yeah, in that's this enough. whole good, yeah, thing. Good, good, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Get the hell out of here. So... Um, but yeah, uh, we're kind of, I guess, putting the cart before the horse here. But it's fine. I mean, we're not going to be worrying about Arizona again. They stink. Sure, they're one and eight. Whatever. Yeah. They're in the opposite conference. They're not um, even relevant at this point. But yeah, so it's, uh, man, I just I, I cannot understate the enormity of next week. I just cannot. So from my perspective, here's this. I do think the Browns have a legit chance to win the AFC North if they win next week. It, yeah. I don't think it's a given by any stretch, but I think they, they will firmly, not only that, but they will have announced themselves as not only an AFC North contender, but a Super Bowl contender as well. Yeah. Because that's how good Baltimore is playing again, right now. You again, take them down in their building, that right. is a massive statement. Again, this is assuming health because, you know, we just we just had to go through five five games in a bye week without – our starting quarterback, and somehow... Right, we're going with the assumption that come January, everybody who is playing now is still <sighs> going to be there. Right. That's the only reason why the Ravens are relevant, because, and I mean, hell... Agreed. You if, have to assume If Lamar Jackson goes down, they're done. Right. Bottom line. They've, I mean, 2021 and 2022 proves that. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, you talk about teams who are dependent on one player. I mean, there's no better example than the Baltimore Ravens. And one of my more favorite Browns games ever was 2021. It was the only one of the few high points of 2021 we had. The Ravens came into our building at 8-3. and three. We beat them, and Lamar Jackson got injured and didn't play again that season. The Ravens didn't win again the rest of that season. Yep. You know, we ruined their year. Yeah, I mean, if you can't, if you listen, if you can't uh, go to the playoffs, the the second best thing to do is be a spoiler to your division rivals. Right. But so, yeah. So the Browns moved to five and three. Uh, like we said, they are unfortunately still one and two in the division. Um, and we will find out real quick in the next two weeks whether we're going to be a contender in the AFC North. Uh, because in my opinion, we have to win it. We have to win at least one of the next two. If one of the next two is Baltimore, if we lose to Baltimore and get swept by Baltimore, we're not winning the division. We're not winning the division at that. But realistically, unless if Baltimore and then, completely falls apart, right? Which and then you the can't Pittsburgh, count on. and then the Pittsburgh game essentially becomes a must. But that means yes, that means Pittsburgh. Must you you can't win. You can't lose that one and fall to five and five. But more importantly, one and four in the AFC North. Like no, yeah, no, that you can't do. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. Uh, big game, and obviously we are recording uh, as the Sunday night game is just uh, about, about to, to start. Um, huge game, obviously. Uh, Buffalo goes to Cincinnati, a uh, a rematch. Boy, it's it's crazy how they're playing the exact same game less than a year later. Uh, the whole Demar Hamlin situation that happened uh, week uh, eight seventeen last year seventeen yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so obviously we're rooting for the Bills in that one. Uh, you'll know by the time you listen to this who won the game. Uh, I got to give the NFL schedule makers a big attaboy today because we had, I would say, four games of top importance today on the NFL calendar. Yeah, they got it right this week. they had one of them in each of the four windows, starting at 9.30 this morning with the game over in Germany, Frankfurt, Germany. Yeah. Uh, and then... Are we switching you know, to one o'clock, the NFL here? four o'clock, and eight? Well, I, we can, but yeah, I just wanted to make that yeah. point that like they had a game of super importance in every window today. Yeah, it was, other than you the, could have literally sat down at nine thirty and not gotten off your couch until eleven thirty tonight. Yeah, like, yeah, which is basically what we're doing, other than sitting down doing this podcast. So, uh, right. I, I mean, the Thursday night game wasn't great, but whatever. Thursday uh, wasn't that bad. I mean, on, it, on, it wasn't the sexiest matchup on paper, but like, Sunday night let, last uh, week was. Wait, wait. You want to talk about a bad matchup? Take a look at what next week's Thursday night game is. Uh, Panthers pro- versus Bears. Oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. Yep. Only on Prime Video. <laughs> um, Let me see here. <coughs> yeah, it's, I mean, your other two, you were posing what? a question earlier of who's the worst team in the league Arizona could be. Those are the other two teams you consider, Chicago yeah. and Carolina. Yeah. Probably. 100%. And then uh, tomorrow night's game isn't really great, Chargers at Jets. I mean, I, listen, I got to hand, okay. listen, I gotta hand it to the Jets. They're 4-3 and three after losing Aaron Rodgers after four plays in week one. I have to give them credit. I told you today that I thought the Jets were a lock. In that game tomorrow, I, I'm I'm like I had to reread my own text. I was like, did I really say the Jets are a lock to win a game? Well, like, I didn't I didn't I didn't put two and two together as who they were playing. Yeah, Chargers, <laughs> Chargers on Chargers. They're playing against the Chargers at home. And yeah. you go all the way across the country. I mean, granted, it's a night game, but still, Brandon like, Staley in a primetime game that's not against the Bears. No. 
Um, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's go around the NFL. Yeah, so the aforementioned game that I was talking about, we'll back up to Thursday night here again. Pittsburgh defeated Tennessee 20-16. to That got the Steelers to 5-3. and It dropped the Titans to 3-5. and And, again, when you talk about the games of importance, the ones I was talking about was Miami versus Kansas City, Seattle versus Baltimore in the 1 o'clock window, followed by Dallas at Philadelphia in the 4 o'clock window, and then tonight, Buffalo at Cincinnati. And if you go around the league, of course, that first game in Germany today, uh, Kansas City jumped all over Miami early. They were up 21-0. And Chiefs did their best to cough that game up in the second half. Miami was driving late to tie the game just before um, before the end of regulation. And they had a, I think it was a bad snap that ended up uh, basically being their undoing on a fourth down conversion attempt. The Chiefs win this game 21-14. to Chiefs are 7-2. and two, Miami is 6-3. and three, And... We know the Chiefs are legit. There still is this nagging thought that maybe the Dolphins are fugues, that they're not really legit because it seems like every good team they play they're against, not. They, they lose to. I would caution that take just from the – maybe I'm a little bit of a homer, a soft spot for the Dolphins, but they haven't played any of these games at home yet. I feel like I'd have to see one well, that, of them that, play that, one, a good I mean, team at home that, that, I mean, before that, I see it. That, before I to see me, it, that yeah. doesn't matter because they're gonna that, because of the situation they put themselves in. They're gonna have to go on the road to win in the playoffs anyway. Well, I don't know about that. You don't think they're gonna win the division? No, but but Miami. Everybody was saying at the beginning of the season how they started that they're a Super Bowl contender. So yes, they're in order to do what people were saying they're going to do. They're gonna have to go to Kansas City. Okay, so you're talking about like for the one seed, yeah. I, I see that. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about. They are a Fugazi Super Bowl contender. They are not oh. a Super Bowl contender, in my opinion. Oh, in your they eyes, beat, they're not. They haven't beaten anybody good. They haven't beaten anybody close to good. Hmm. If that's your basis, then that means your Super Bowl contenders are. Well, we'll just go down the rest of the list here. We'll, I'm I'm interested to hear what what your full list is. Uh, we'll just go through the rest of the games while we wait on it. Um, the Vikings went to Atlanta today, and it's got to be exceedingly rare for a team to start 0-4 and make the playoffs. The Vikings are now on the right side of 500, having beaten the Falcons today 31-28. to uh, Josh Dobbs balled out. He had a uh, late score inside the last 30 seconds that gave the Vikings that victory. Mm. Um, could they perhaps even maybe win the NFC North? Is that too far of a bridge? I mean, the, the Vikings, Lions, the Lions are out there, but like, not not without Kirk Cousins, I can't see it. I mean, you know, I've been a pretty big Josh Dobbs guy. He's he's really done a job, bang up job this season. I mean, I, is he as good as Kirk Cousins? No. I mean, he's but, he's this is the second game he's won all season. He was in Arizona before. I mean, I mean okay. He played Atlanta today. I mean, <laughs> Atlanta has the ability. Well, I don't think they have the ability to beat anybody. To give up leads, but, like but no they have the abi- Atlanta has the ability to lose to anybody. It's not exactly shocking for them to lose a game at the end like they did today. Yeah, <clears throat> tough loss for the Falcons. That drops them below five hundred. Uh, so you spoke of the Packers earlier today. The Packers looked very good, especially their defense. They beat the Rams. Well, I'll tell you what. You guys better carry this over into next week, and you better look very good next week too. Yeah. Jordan Love had a very good game today, threw for some touchdowns, and he had a completion percentage over 70%, so he was he was very good today. The Rams just didn't have anything. I, I just, even though the Rams won three games, I you know, they're just barely above those other teams that I said are worse than the league. Hmm. They just, they're just not any good. 
The Commanders went to New England today. The Commanders continue to be a hard team to figure out, but they did enough today. They defeat New England 20-17. to 17. Yep. The Patriots are bad. They're 2-7. and seven. We all knew that. Ha ha. Small, world's smallest violin for you guys. Yep. Uh, the Bears, we know, are bad. The Saints, they're another one of those listless teams in the middle I don't really know what to make of, but they did enough to beat the Bears at home today. They win 24-17. to The Saints go back on top of the NFC North with them winning and the Falcons losing today. NFC South, excuse me. Uh, again, take your pick, really, in the NFC South, who comes yeah. out of there. I mean, New Orleans, I guess, is slightly favored at this point, but, I mean, they're kind of a hard team to trust to be honest. And yeah. also in that mix is Tampa. And what a wild oh. game, wild finish to the end of this game. Tampa comes down and scores inside the final minutes following yep. a play where 46 they, seconds they fumbled and Mike Evans somehow wrestled the ball away from two Texans that. to get the ball back. And then they scored two plays later. But then outtrops Mr. C.J. Stroud, who had already thrown for 400 yards and four touchdowns today. And he made it five on a drive that didn't even last 40 seconds, scoring on a touchdown throw with just five seconds remaining to give the Texans an epic, wild 39-37 win yeah. over Tampa. Texans are 4-4 four and four now. And I think Tampa's 4-5. and five. I'm not sure exactly, but they're again, they're right in that middle pack. Tampa's 3-5. and 3-5, and five, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, they've already had their bye week. So They started 3-1. and one. They've lost four in a row now. Well, you got... You got a feel for Baker Mayfield and company. That I mean, they yeah. they did just about everything they could today, and their defense just completely <laughs> let them down in the end. But, imagine scoring. I mean, imagine scoring a touchdown with 46 seconds left. I know Houston had two timeouts, but 46 seconds left. You score a touchdown to take the lead. You, you got to think that uh, the game's over. I mean, right? All you need is really like one negative play, or or even a turn. I mean, obviously a turnover, but like even a sack or something. You know? And. And it, it was 46 seconds. The Texans had to score a touchdown. A field goal would not have done it. Right. They had to go 75 yards. In 46 seconds. And, well. They did. C.J. Stroud, man. He is the toast he of the league tonight, man. He is legit. Yeah. Totally. He looks fantastic. <sighs> I mean, is he a top 10 quarterback in the league right now? Oh, yeah. The way he's playing? Absolutely. Yeah, I, if I he have... wasn't before today, he certainly is now. Yeah. He threw for five touchdowns. Yeah. Almost 470 500... yards. That's, yeah. a, that's an NFL rookie record, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's running away with the Rookie of the Year. Andrew Luck had the previous record with 433. That's crazy. Speaking of Andrew Luck's old team, the Colts, they went to <sighs> Charlotte today. They defeated the Panthers 27-13. to I missed a parlay today by three Jonathan Taylor rushing yards. Oh, that sucks. He needed 50 yards. He had 41 in the first half. He got six in the second half on eight carries. In the second I'll, half. Well, then I guess you just have to say that's unlucky. I thought you were going to say that he, they just didn't run him in the second half, but man, no. hmm, yeah, not so good. That's that's too bad. Uh, India is four and five at this point, so they're kind of yeah, still they're, they're kind of yeah, they're kinda murky. Not, I mean, they're again, they're the they, you would, version of like Tampa you would, or, you would or New Orleans. Yeah, you would definitely throw them in the pesky category. You know, but again. Good thing we got the head-to-head win on them because that's, that's a team that we'd have to really worry about in the wild card if yep. we didn't. Agreed. And we might still have to ultimately if they get on a run. But, you know, Indy, they're still kind of the midst. The Panthers are really bad. They're 1-7. Seven, seven. 
Uh, continuing on the 4 o'clock window here, the Raiders, they fired their coach and their GM and spent $85 million to do it in midweek. Yep, the, well, the, the, <laughs> the play for the Raiders was to hammer them uh, today and then hammer against them next week. Yeah, I guarantee you. Who I don't even know who they play. They could play the Cardinals next week. I don't for care all I who care. you play. Yeah, they're gonna lose next week. But it, you always get the one week bump from firing your coach. Yeah. Always. And, and of the course, Ra- they had the hapless New York Giants coming to town. The Raiders had all of that today. They they win thirty to six. They knocked Daniel Jones out of the game. They had yeah. They they fear he they fear today. he uh, tore his ACL, so he would be done for the season. Man, this was the season. This season, the man, Giants- quarterbacks are dropping like flies. The Giants are having the season that everybody thought they were going to have last year, this yep. year. Yep. Kind of tough reality for them. They punched above their weight last year, and now they're getting the receipt for it. And then you want to talk about another wild finish. The Eagles, who just can't seem to really blow anyone out, they... But they, I mean, God, credit, Dallas, to, credit to them. They're 8-1. They keep, they're eight and one. They keep winning. They had two plays in this game. They had fourth and goal on the one, yep. where it looked like... They had scored on the goal line, but yep. guy's knee went down, and part of his body was in the end zone, but the ball wasn't, so they ended up not scoring there. Then later on a two-point conversion attempt, Dak Prescott lunged for the for the pylon, but he his toe stepped on the white prior to, so that play was originally ruled a, a two-pointer on the field. That was overturned, which meant that the Cowboys had to get a touchdown on their final drive instead of a field goal, which was ultimately fatal. That, the Eagles had three penalties on this drive, including a pass interference that was like a 35-yard yeah. pl- penalty. And the, the Cowboys first, the ultimately— first, The first play of that drive. Had first and goal on the six, Ugh. and then the Eagles got a sack on that play, which—well, first of, well, actually, before well, no, that, got, yeah. the, the Cowboys got, got lucky because well, they were QB draw. There was, they called QB draw, and they would have gotten tackled, but they had a false start. Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> the, the Cowboys had first and 10 from the eleven. The Eagles get called for offsides. It makes it first and five from the six. Yep. Then the Cowboys get called for a false start, mocks it back to first and ten from the 11. So you're thinking, okay, no blood. And then two straight – was it two straight set? No. It was a sack. Sack. Which meant Dallas then spiked the ball on the next play. Yep. And then they had an, inc- I think, incomplete. Incompletion on third down. So then <laughs> the last play was fourth and, down with five seconds they, left. And then they get a delay a game after an incomplete pass where they are able to huddle, which knocked them back another five to yards. To the 27. And at that point, the Eagles just put eight guys on the goal line, basically, or within the five-yard line, and the Cowboys throw a pass that gets caught at the three and gets <laughs> and there's tackled. there's four guys right there at tackle. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, if I'm the Cowboys and I'm going to throw that in-breaking route before the goal line, I'm having a, a receiver from the left come the opposite direction for a pitch or a ladder. For a hook and ladder. To try and score in the corner of the end zone on the right. Absolutely. Oh, God. Because everybody... Met- converged on C.D. Lamb when he caught the ball at the three. He had like sure. four guys tackling him. Do you imagine if Dallas would have won this game on a, last, on a walk-off hook and ladder? Oh, it would have been insane. Oh, my word. Would that I have mean, been unbelievable? I mean, you talk about the NFL. You talk about the, the NFL's most insufferable fan base, the Cowboys. Could you imagine them peacocking all week this week after they would have done that? And they would have had every right to do so. Oh, 100%. And they would have thrown themselves uh, right into the uh, – NFC, NFC top one seed, seed. Yeah. mix with a win over the Eagles because that was that was the first game they played against each other. Right? Yes, it was. Yeah. So as it is, the Cowboys end up losing this game, twenty eight twenty three. The Cowboys fall to five and three. The Eagles are now eight and one. Cue the 
the talk about the Eagles being the worst eight and one team in the league I, yeah. I, ever, I guess. But like you know, whatever. They're, I guess they'll welcome that talk being eight and one. I'd rather be eight and one right now for personally. Yeah. But uh, uh, again, Sunday night, this game, you know, another big one. We talk about all the big games just getting kicking off right now. The Buffalo Bills playing against the Cincinnati Bengals. Buffalo comes in five and three. Cincinnati four and three. Yep. And we're on opposite sides on our picks on this game. It seems like there's only like, you know, we agree on like, it seems like multiple games in a given week. Usually there's often that one pesky game that we, we end up on opposite sides. That's this game tonight. You have Buffalo. I have Cincinnati. And I have no reason to pick Buffalo. I'm just picking it because I just want them to win. Hmm. That's the only reason. I even have a bet, which which includes Cincinnati winning on tonight's game. Oh. Fascinating. So, if, so you're but, playing both sides, right? I'm. It, listen, I'm happy either way. If if the Bengals win, I win money. If the Bills win, I I get a get a game up on you in the standings. Let's go, Buffalo. Hell yeah. We need some freaking help here because yes, we transition to the standings here. We're not getting any help from anybody. No, Steelers if the, if won the, this ba- week. Listen, if the Bengals win today, every team in the division in the AFC North is two games above 500. I purposely left out Baltimore's game today. They won 37-3 to against yeah. Seattle. I don't want to talk about it. Right. So, Baltimore is 7-2. and two. Cleveland and Pittsburgh are 5-3. and three. Baltimore, uh, Cincinnati is 4-3 and three, pending the result of tonight's game. They might yep. either be 4-4 four and four or 5-3 and three by the time you <sighs> listen to this. Okay. Uh, you, asked me, <coughs> you asked me who I think is more of a contender than the Dolphins. Yeah, I just want to know if the Dolphins are not a Super Bowl contender, who do you think is? Right now, and again, assuming health, because like we've talked about in this podcast, Lamar Jackson gets hurt, Baltimore's done. Yeah. But if Lamar Jackson is healthy, I have Kansas City over at Miami. Okay. Baltimore. Okay. Uh let's see. Jacksonville? Jackson Mark? Ja- see, here's here's where it gets murky. And this kind of, I guess, lends to your argument of hey. They've played three tough teams. They've lost them all, but they've all been on the road. I think Jacksonville, even though it's in the same state, if Miami and Jacksonville play at Jacksonville, I'm taking Jacksonville. I would too. Um, Not if they're playing in Miami. And again, this this also comes down to home and road. So depending on depending on what happens in the AFC East, if Miami has to go to Buffalo, they're not beating Buffalo. Uh, in the playoffs, no, they probably got, not. Well, not in the regular season, they got spanked in Buffalo. Well, the sec- they play them again. They're going to play in Miami the second time. True. Um, I I would take Cincinnati over Miami as well. Oh, my God. Seriously? Yeah. Why not? Even though they're just 4-3, and three, and you think they're going to get beat tonight. Yeah. But hmm. I would say in a playoff scenario, I would most I don't I don't care if that game's in Miami. I would most certainly pick Cincinnati. Cincinnati has much has uh much more proven, especially recently. That might be the most powerful statement yet of how strong the AFC North is. Because I'm not, you're well, literally well, yes, saying I'm not going to take Pittsburgh over them. You're you're literally. I would. Saying, I would even take. I would even take Miami to win in Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Okay. Ooh. Okay. But here and again, assuming health, I think Miami and the Browns are 
if that game's played in Miami, Miami wins. If that game's played in Cleveland, Cleveland wins. Oh, I think if the Browns play a home playoff game, I don't know if there's really anybody that would beat them if we have our guys healthy. Yeah. I mean, I mean the only maybe maybe more beat us is because maybe Kansas City, maybe Kansas City, just because you're going up against Mahomes in the playoffs. Mm. Uh, but we even, don't see him this year, so yeah. No, well, well, I'm saying, well, yeah. I but, mean, but, if we play Kansas City in the playoffs, it's going to be at Arrowhead. What about on the? Uh, so again, well, the point I was getting to is, you so right I have now I have one two see the Bengals who are last place in the AFC North. Yeah, as more of a Super Bowl threat than Miami, who is first place in the AFC East. Well, that, that 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 doesn't mean anything to me. They haven't beaten anybody, so I don't. Uh, so to me, I'm just emphasizing that point. So to me, showing I how don't strong the AFC North. Well, is. yeah, sure, but to me, I don't see Miami has to prove it to me that they can beat a good team before I pick them to win playoff games. Playoff games, you're playing good teams, whether you're at home or on the road. Sure, Miami hasn't done that yet. I don't know what the mm-hmm. rest of their schedule looks like, but they have to do it. Um. Mm-hmm. Good you know they, they they tried to come back today. I thought, listen, I sent and I sent the text when they went down twenty one nothing. I thought they were going to lose like forty two to seven. It did, but look they like fought it back the and their defense played really well in the second half. And you know, if Tyreek Hill doesn't fumble the ball on that uh, on that wide receiver screen, you know, they probably yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe it goes overtime. You never know. But, yeah. Uh, um. What about the NFC? Uh, the NFC. Uh, you got You got to go Eagles, obviously. So just for regular, you got three teams in the AFC and possibly a fourth. Yeah, so. Eagles. Um, man, they're in a tough stretch here, but I still think the the Niners. San Fran. And, uh, I there are two teams where I don't think Miami can go into that building and win, and that's Detroit and Seattle. Okay, so you put them on the same level as Miami, pretty much. Right. Same with Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, and then, I yeah, I don't see really see anybody else. Dallas, yeah, no, no. Yeah, if I you mean, want, so if you want a bowl of teams who are like the Fugues Bowl right now, would be Miami versus Dallas. Yeah, like, but I, but I would, but I would, I would give the edge to Miami in that game. So I guess, I, I guess, I guess they're not. I, I, I can't call them straight up fake. I guess. The jury is still out. That's the best I can I can really say because there's a bunch, there's three team, three or four teams that I think are head and shoulders above them, and then I think there's a handful of teams where I'm like, well, if they pl- if they were to play at if they were to play on the road, they lose, but if they get them in Miami, they'd win probably. So I don't know. I guess they're they're just under the elite echelon of teams in the NFL. You asked about the Dolphins' remaining schedule. Yeah, Ra- Raiders, Jets, Commanders. Titans, Jets again, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. Wow, so, so they are going to rack up some wins. Their next five games are like, other than the, I don't know how you feel about the Jets, but their next five games are not that difficult. No. it's The last three are kind of tough. Dallas, yeah. Baltimore, and, and Buffalo. So, so, but, but they so could that, rack up a bunch of wins before they get to. So what that tells me is I probably see Miami winning that division. And then those last three games are going to determine whether they are able to, you know, get up into that one-two seed. Uh, yeah, we may area. not know if they're really legit until the last few weeks of the season. Yeah, as it turns out. Well, because you're just going to keep, you're just going to keep seeing. Oh, they're beating up on bad teams. Okay, right. Yeah, call me when you beat somebody. You know. Yeah. I mean, they could, they could be, they could be ten and three, eleven and three, and in my opinion, we still don't really know about them. 
You compare that with Buffalo, where they have road games at Philadelphia and at Kansas City. Yeah. And then a home game with Dallas before Miami hits their tough stretch. So yep. Buffalo's got it much tougher. Agreed. So if you're the Bills, it, you'd really behoove yourself to find Give a me way the Browns. to win tonight. Give me the Browns' schedule after Pittsburgh. So, yeah, if we turn this back to the Browns here. Before we end the show, because I, I – Yeah. Right. So let's just assume because let's just assume we split either way you want. Split the next two games against Baltimore and Pittsburgh. We're six and four. Right. Which okay. So after Pittsburgh, yeah. you're at Denver. Denver's bad. They're bad, but they're playing better. The next game is, is You should win that though. Next game after that is at the Rams, who are also bad. Bad and also Matt, on the road. And Matt Stafford is hurt, so next game is Jacksonville. Who's good? Tough. But that game's at home. That game's at home. So yeah, this this really kind of plays at your home versus away kind of theory, you know, yeah. where where the Browns' defense has been bad on the road and has been good at home. Um, after that is Bears. That's home. Yeah, that's that should a, be yeah, easy. That, that's like the Arizona game. Next game after that is at Texans. Yeah, that game. That at the, be- at the beginning of the se- at the beginning of the season, I was I was like, oh man, we get Bears and Texans back to back. There you That'd go. Be easy. Yeah, not anymore. Not so the much. Texans are proving to be pesky, man. Yeah. As long as C.J. Stroud is healthy and playing well, they are going to be give anybody a fit. After that is the Jets. That's home. Yep. And Our ace in the hole is that that game is on Thursday. The Browns almost never lose on Thursday. Yep. And then. At last home, game especially at home, and then and then the last game, of course, is at Cincinnati. So, yeah. really, it it almost feels like you you got to win one of the, provided you win one of those two division games. It, the exercise is to just not stub your toe against Denver and L.A. Yeah, and if you manage to do that, you'd be eight and four by the time Jacksonville comes in. You'd be really in a good situation, regardless of what Baltimore does. I mean, maybe you're in the division race, maybe you're not. Yeah, but. <clears throat> If you're eight and four, it's kind of hard to imagine you don't make the playoffs man, in that if, position. If we're able to win these next two division games, oh my god! If you win the next two division games, you're in it for the division. You're maybe even in it for the AFC number one seed. You never know. I mean, I don't know what Kansas City is going to do in the next few weeks, but yeah, I believe they know, have a bye coming up. But yeah, you know, they're seven and two. They got the same record as Baltimore. Theoretically, if you, I mean, you have a chance to hurt Baltimore head to head. You don't with Kansas City, but right. I mean, you wouldn't be out of that mix either. Yeah. But here, here's the thing. So if you look at, again, the AFC in totality, yep. and I'm getting to this overarching point too, Okay. you've got the Bills, the Steelers, and the Browns all sitting 5-3, and three, all are in wild, the wild card spots right now. Yep. The Bengals and the Jets have the opportunity to move up into that group tonight and tomorrow, respectively. So you could conceivably have nine teams at 5-3 and three or better in the AFC. Today there were eight there were six games played between the AFC and the NFC today. The only AFC team that lost in those games was New England. Wow. Who are terrible. Wow. Other than that, it was five and one to the AFC. The NFC is just an inferior conference. I'm yeah. sorry. Like you have Philly at eight and one. You have the Lions at six and two. After that, nobody's better than five and three. Yeah. And then you got yeah. yeah Dallas, Seattle, and I San Fran st- are five I, I and three. St- I still think San Fran's an elite team, even though they've lost three in a so row. So like Dallas, actually, they have San Fran back in first place on tiebreaker with Seattle. I don't know how they've determined that because they haven't played yet. But Seattle, so yeah, Seattle and Dallas are your first Probably two wild cards, record. and now Minnesota 
is your third wild card at five and four. Minnesota. After starting zero and four. Shout so, out like, to the worst president in American history. Wondering, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even catch that at first. Yeah, that Shame Biden. on me. That's a Biden reference. Um, FJB. But yeah, the all the worst teams in the league practically are in the NFC. There's just it's just an inferior conference, yeah. basically. So the bad the bad news about that for the Browns is not only the division, but the wild card's looking like a real fight right now, too. I know. And that's why winning these AFC games are paramount. We talk about those games down the stretch, you know. Absolutely games like paramount. Houston, New York Jets. I mean, Jacks, I mean, I don't know if Jacksonville's really going to be – Jacksonville probably win their division, but, but still, like, they're all important, man. Right. I, it, like, if you just – It sounds cliche, but they're all important. We would be in a world of hurt if – even if we had the same record right now, but if we had beaten the Seahawks and lost to the Colts, Indy, yeah, we'd be in the worst position because Indy they would be five and four, right? Indy would be five and four. We'd still be a half game ahead, but, but they'd, they'd have, have had the, the head tiebreaker, tie which That's would not be good. That's the thing. I mean, if listen, obviously, likewise, you, if we lost to like say the Titans, yeah, I mean, you obviously, know. you don't want to lose any any game, but like if we we're to lose football games, it's it, it, it let them be against the NFC teams. We have not lost to an AFC team outside the AFC North yet. Yeah. That would be excellent if we could keep that going. Yeah. And then hopefully, you know, hopefully we get uh, two more AFC uh, wins the next two weeks. Those are like, those are like, those are like wins that are worth two. I would love nothing more than to see the Browns just, the Browns defense just dominate Baltimore and just knock, for the Ravens to just, Read all their press clippings for the past week and the week before that, oh. and everybody's starting to talk about them like they're the best team in the league. Stephen A. will probably have them number one on his A list this week on first take. Yeah, nobody cares. And that. whatever. And Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, and company just come in and just smack them, and the Browns win that game like 17-6 to six or something like that. That would be yeah. just – because I don't think the Browns offense is going to put up a ton of points in this game. They do great, but I'm not expecting it. But, shout out to the uh, not not to change the subject or anything, but shout out to the Cavaliers. They beat the Golden State Warriors tonight. So about time good. they won a game at home. By the way, it, by the way, uh, whoever came up with the concept for the court designs for the in season tournament needs to be fired. The court that the Cavs played on in Indianapolis the other night was an abomination. Oh, don't you it even was all dare! Like. Light blue, which wasn't even Pacers blue, and then just a stripe of yellow down the middle where the lanes are. An abomination. I couldn't even tell where the out of bounds was. Neither at, could the at, refs at, at sometimes. Track. Like an abomination. Of the, I get that you're trying to be creative with court design. I get it. It's well, it's trendy, also this it's cool, but like this stupid ass in season tournament. First of the, all, come up with a better name than in season tournament. What the hell are we doing? I thought it was called the NBA Cup. That's the trophy. Not calling it? That's oh. what the trophy's called. Oh. It's called the in-season tournament. Is what oh, they're calling. Oh, that's it. dumb. And I I don't know I don't know I don't know the rules to this. I for some reason I thought this was going to be completely separate. Apparently the the group games count as regular season games. Yeah, they they just play they play out the groups as though they're counting it as double effectively. They're a regular season game, but also being used for 
the group stage of the tournament. It's only the knockout round that are played in addition right, to Right, cuz every team is playing. The schedule. Yeah, you can't have like the knockout games count towards the NBA schedule because then you have an unbalanced schedule. Right. Because not all teams are. I mean, I guess I get that. I didn't know that until the Cavs. I because the court's different. I thought it was like a different thing. Like, you know, I mean, Champions League group games don't count as you know FA season Cup games. For, games don't right. You know, so I I, I, I yeah. don't. I just don't. I, I I don't like that. Must be a negotiated position with the players' union or like, something. Like they didn't want to add games to the year or something. What, for me, like, what is the purpose? I actually I know what the purpose of this is. Money. Well, no, but well that and. Nobody cares about the NBA in November, December, January, February. Right. This is the NBA trying to be like, oh, well, this is for something different. This is for the NBA Cup, and these games matter towards the NBA Cup. It's the it's called the in-season in-season tournament, really. You couldn't come up with you like you just they should have just called it the NBA Cup. I thought that's what it was called until I saw all these signage and and people wearing shirts within season tournament. Or I was or, like, or name huh? it after name it after his you know a, a lot of people the, say a lot of people say the, Michael Jordan should be the NBA logo now. Just call it call it the Jordan Cup or something like like name it after like somebody the you Dave, know. the David Stern Cup. Oh I mean. God. Ah. <laughs> uh, <and>, oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's just I, I I'm not I'm not a fan, <coughs> and also because the Cavs lost in stupid fashion the other night, but in the first game, so and it's like, what are you gonna like? Like if Indiana's if, not even good, like we if lost to us twice. Like if you're the first team, Ugh. if you're the first team now, I the Cavs are off to a slow start. They're three uh three and four, I believe now. Yes, um, one and three at home, which really annoys me. But I mean, you have to look at the circumstances. I think I think today was the third game out of seven where they've actually had their starting five. So true. Um, so I think they probably being a little overcritical because the other night where yeah they got beat by the Knicks and I was like why are they losing by twenty to the Knicks again? It annoyed the heck out of me. They were missing Levert, I think Allen Levert, and someone else. Garland and Allen were yeah. all out. Oh, Garland yeah. too. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, you're not going to win many games missing those three. Yeah. So. Uh, but anyway, I I am thumbs down on the NBA Cup unless the Cavs win, and then I'll be like, oh sweet NBA Cup, we want it. I'll be like soccer, we want a trophy this year. <laughs> See, like I'm all for this because I'm for like trying to throw some juice into the early part of the schedule, make a domestic cup like tournament like you have in soccer. I actually would have preferred it if they considered these games to not be part of the schedule or the the regular season. Right, at but here's all. the problem: like you can't the, like you can't make I'm the sure NBA schedule longer. I'm sure it's the union that said, "No, we're not playing more games." Right, and, but you can't make the NBA schedule longer. You can do yeah. that in soccer. They only play 30, 38 regular like regular season games, games. Plus, the NBA plays eighty two. Like, yeah. you would have to shorten the regular if you weren't going to make these count. You'd have to shorten the NBA regular season and to like gonna, seventy. And they're not going to do that because money. No. So yeah. yeah, so that's why the I guess it makes it's a sense. no win position. It I makes mean, they sense made a that, compromise. These, that these group games count as regular season games. I guess that makes sense then. So yeah, but uh, okay. Well, we're going an hour on this post game show, so uh, we're gonna wrap things up here. But massive, massive, massive game next Sunday for the Browns. The next two weeks, really. But if you want to have a chance at winning the AFC North. You gotta win. Gotta on find a way to. Find, that's literally. I don't care how ugly it is. Find a way to get to six and three, and even your season series with the Ravens. Get back to five hundred in the division, and then we can go slap those cockroaches the next week. My final word going into next week: 
Browns can't be under three yards of carry running the ball next week. No. They're not, they're not going to win doing that. No. Even so. in the scenario where they don't turn the ball over. Like, th- those to me are the two keys. Don't turn the ball over and have more success running the ball than you did today. Yeah. But you I do will, those two l- things, listen, you're going to win. I will say, if they get seven sacks and three turnovers like they did today, next week, I think they're going to win. Well, yeah, I don't think they're going to do that, but True. yeah, I yeah. I would agree. I mean, so. seven sacks is ridiculous, and then like three turnovers. Yeah. Is seven awesome sacks, too. seven sacks today, and only got one from Miles Garrett. Tomlinson at two and a half. Yeah, defensive tackle. What a game for him. What a signing he's been. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, thanks for listening. Browns win twenty-seven nothing over the Cardinals, five and three on the season. Excuse me. Good lord. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week. You can follow us on social media. At Stiffs McGee. And at Daniel J. Ford. Follow the show at the LOTL podcast. And uh, have a good victory Monday, everybody. See you. Bye.